My grandfather was 92 years old and recently died from COVID. But this isn't a COVID story. And I hadn't planned on doing this particular episode at this particular time, but it's an extremely important topic. I'm your host, Valerie Borgman, and I know it's not the most comfortable topic, but today we're talking about the DNR. Welcome to Desperately Seeking Senior Living, a podcast for sons, daughters, grandkids, and spouses who suddenly find themselves tangled in the search for senior living and care. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and check out our doable download in today's show notes for a printable summary of the show and a bonus tip from our guest. You're listening to our doable tips, short answers to your questions. Don't see your question listed? Send us a note. Then don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an answer. Welcome to the show and this really difficult topic. If you don't know or haven't looked it up yet, DNR stands for do not resuscitate. You may have heard it called advanced directive, no code, or end of life. And it's a form you sign with your doctor that lists your wish to receive CPR or not. I think this is one of those subjects. Well, I'm pretty sure this is one of those subjects that nobody really thinks about, or if they do think about it, they don't think about actually making it something that they're putting down on paper, that they're actually having a conversation with their doctor about. Now, if you've moved a loved one into a senior living community, then you may have heard this form called the POLST, P-O-L-S-T. That form stands for Physician Orders for Life-Sustaining Treatment. Each state has their own version of the form or their own name for the the form, and there are different requirements from state to state. But the basic principle is the same. This is how to communicate your end-of-life wishes if you are physically unable to do so. So back to my grandfather. My grandfather was originally from Mexico. He married his English class high school pen pal from Illinois, (laughs) my grandmother, and every Saturday night, he would dress up in his full-on mariachi suit, complete with sombrero, and they would go to their favorite Mexican restaurant. He was the life of the party. You get a shot of tequila in my grandfather, and he will show you all of his dance moves. And he had some moves. But about five years ago, my grandfather had a stroke. And the stroke left him with some short-term memory loss. And his body started to fail him. And the sad part was that he knew these things were going on. He knew his memory wasn't what it used to be and that he couldn't do the things that he used to love to do. Every time you would go in for that big hug, he would always pull you close and whisper in your ear, I'm ready to go. I don't want to be here anymore. And we just started to know that as my grandfather, because 
you could still get him to tell his stories and laugh. And he had the best stories. And so for a while, I think we just felt like that was him. He would cry uncontrollably. That was another result of the stroke. And it just became our new grandfather. When I heard that he had tested positive for COVID, he had been in the hospital, they had sent him home. I think there was a part of me that just knew this was it. You know, this was going to be his time. But then I was also okay with that because I knew he really wanted to go. Now, there's something very important to know about first responders and a team of doctors and nurses in the emergency room. They have a duty to save your life, your loved one's life, no matter the means, unless you have that DNR readily available. I wasn't there at the moment that my grandfather was taken to the hospital for the second time. I wasn't there when his heart stopped, when they couldn't find any evidence of a DNR and performed CPR for 10 minutes, bringing him back to life. After that, they put him on a ventilator and he died within 48 hours. Surely my grandfather had a DNR. But honestly, it doesn't matter whether he did or not. What's important is that we think about what we would want or what our loved one wants and making sure that we do have that form in place and that you tell more than one person about your wishes and have those wishes printed out and on your person, in your wallet, in your purse, so that if you're in this situation, that you can be confident your wishes are going to be honored. My grandfather was 92, but we should be thinking about this at any age. We talk so many times about being an advocate for others, but this is how you can advocate for yourself. Today's episode is brought to you by ClearPath Senior Living Solutions. ClearPath helps families find assisted living, memory care, and other resources. Find our contact information in today's show notes. Check out this episode's doable download in show notes for details, including industry terms and definitions we discussed, as well as a bonus tip from our guest. Have questions or your own tips to share? Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, make it doable. Make it doable.